0: You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more.
1: to episode 18 of the collected podcast. My name is Michaela Hooper.
2: I'm Tia McNelly
1: and I am Jessica Biondo. Happy Valentine's Day or as I like to say happy love day. We love love. Uh, love.
0: Sometimes. We no, no, we do. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> love, love. Oh, okay.
2: oh, sing it. All Except right. it's the Lion King. You guys know how I ban the Lion King yeah, on safari in Kenya. And
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, Michaela
2: directly. You're welcome. Disregarded.
1: Actually, I never sang one song from. You the didn't. I think we think. did throw some Hakuna Matata. Did we? I don't our remember. Safari.
2: Yeah. Anywho, <sighs>
1: so guys, get ready Yeah. because yeah. what
0: you've just heard a glimpse of is what you're in for for the next thirty minutes. <laughs> because today we're changing things up. Yep. And we do not have a guest. We have a special oh. holiday Valentine edition <laughs> for you. <laughs>
2: But this is also a sneak peek at what is available to you on Patreon. If you become a patron at Patreon slash The Collected Podcast, you will gain access to all kinds of unfiltered, unedited content from the three of us and our guests. So please, please, please go on over to Patreon and take a peek at what's happening at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Collected Podcast. Thanks, Tia. You
0: bet. So what we're going to do today is we have taken some listener questions. Thank you, listeners.
2: Thank you. Uh,
0: and we are going to answer them to the best of our ability. We do not claim to be experts. No. Um, we have two single ladies. And a I'm married woman. And a I'm married this. woman. Mm-hmm. And these questions span a variety of relational topics. Yep.
2: And we're and just I'm gonna, also give gonna you some throw thoughts. yeah, we're gonna throw in stuff that maybe people didn't ask but we feel like we wanna say. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't actually know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we took a poll on Instagram, on all of our personal accounts, all of our business accounts, on the Collected Workshops account. That's a lot of accounts. And we got a lot of questions, and I feel very sure, don't you feel sure, that we are not going to be able to address all of the questions that we got? I agree. True. However, we are going to take on some of these and see where we get to. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. All and right. if we don't get to yours today, we apologize. Um, but well, we might have to do a, another cut for the Patreon page where yeah, we answer
2: yeah. more. Yep. yep. All right, girls, where do you want to start? Pick one. Gosh. How can I love selflessly mm-hmm. in a healthy way? Dang. Wow. This is hard
0: because it's so individual of what mm-hmm. is healthy for yes, you. How exactly. are you personally healthy? And then being able to love out of that
2: yes and so how do you become emotionally and spiritually healthy mm-hmm. that's the question well, that's an easy one yeah <laughs> and... thanks thanks listeners no, okay I'm just next kidding. question no. we'll see you next week no seriously i think i think the key to this is being being willing to become self-aware mm-hmm. um, exactly. and self-awareness can very very easily spiral into something that's unhealthy Mm -hmm. but if you are seeking the lord to reveal your true self to reveal to you any hidden motives any um anything in you that doesn't glorify him Mm -hmm. that's that is ultimately going to bring about health Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah so and i think the key word here is love selflessly in a healthy way because I think in a lot of my relationships that have become unhealthy for me personally, I've it's become unhealthy in the name of selflessness. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. I'm like, well I, I'm being selfless, but it's it's in a way that is manipulative mm. almost of like, well if I continue to pour out and be selfless, then they they can't leave me cuz they need me. Yeah, <laughs> or like because I'm giving so much. You know, it's like right. and then you mm-hmm. can kind of use that as right. a power play. Yeah. Yep. And so I think with that selfless love, being healthy—if mm-hmm. you have that spirit to give—you have to constantly be checking your motivations, yeah. right? I think like a, you said.
2: I think a great starting point for like study of God's word, if you want to to make sure that you're checking your motives, is Proverbs sixteen two. It says, "All of a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord." Mm-hmm. So. The Lord can see what is in your subconscious. The mm-hmm. Lord knows what's truly going on in, in your heart and mm-hmm. mind and your motives behind the way that you are, quote, unquote, you can't see my air quotes, loving selflessly. Um, Michaela, what do you think? Do you have yeah, any thoughts on I, that?
1: I, I was just thinking, you know, I think I think we have to actually, like, in that, then ask the Lord, how can I love this person that I value and that I'm in relationship with Mm -hmm. and asking, like spending time asking the Lord, give me wisdom, show me how to love this person in the way that, that you would love them Mm -hmm. uh, or you would want to love them through me. Um, Because, because ultimately there's going to be times where You may even ask that question. You may be like, oh yeah, like I would love them like this, but that actually might not be the way that the Lord would love them Mm -hmm. through us. And so I think that that's actually like, I found that to be really powerful.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, because I might not see in my, you know, my human eye, like, how to love this person, or I might think, "Oh, I I would love them in this way," but the Lord might actually be like, "No, like I'm gonna love them in this way." Yeah, and I think that's a really important thing to to go to and say, "Okay, Lord, what's your filter? Like, yeah. how do I love them? How do I see them through your eyes?" And that will eliminate mm-hmm. self yep. getting in the way mm-hmm. of loving somebody through your, your your lens. Yep. Um but I also think like just, you know, loving someone selflessly like when you spend time with someone you get to know who they are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we could talk about love languages and and all, you know, there's many other things we could talk about in relationship to this, but I think like Enneagram. Up, yeah, Enneagram. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey. Which I was going to say I love the Enneagram and how it's like like it it Pairs you with so many different... Well, it like, calls
2: out the selfish ways that you right. love in
1: the name of selflessness. Right, exactly. Right? So it's not like you, you're you only like compatible with two people, two types of people <laughs> or whatever, which I feel like sometimes personality tests do that. But Enneagram right. takes it to a whole other level, let's right. be honest. Yeah. Um. So I, I just think, you know, it's really important to like to take time with a person and be able to identify the things that you recognize mm-hmm.
2: they feel loved they feel cared for they feel honored in and you don't expect anything in return exactly that's the key mm-hmm. and even if you're hoping for something in return like the lord can work with that yep i remember um that's good i used to judge people's motives for why they wanted to come to kenya mm. really really judge their motives mm. They just want to go on safari. They want to feel good about helping the poor people. You know, like I in an extremely unhealthy way in the very beginning was very judgmental about people's motivation. And the Lord very sweetly said to me, I can work with whatever motivation they have Mm -hmm. and transform their lives and work through them and use them. For my glory yeah so you just you just leave their motives alone and let you me check deal your with your own motives yeah. right <laughs>
0: exactly and check. so
2: my point here is if you want to love selflessly whatever motive you have in in serving and helping the person mm-hmm. that you love the lord can work with that but mm-hmm. lay it before them be mm-hmm. real with yourself be real before the lord by the way he already knows what your motive is anyways yep. yeah so once you recognize that it's not like it was a surprise to him so just be real with that and mm-hmm. uh, and see what comes of it.
0: Um, that kind of leads into the next question. Uh, that I'm picking. Pick about, it. Because <laughs> if you are, you know, with if you have children, then loving selflessly, you know, can, is a whole nother. Ball game. I feel like it maybe it takes it to a whole nother level when mm-hmm. children depend on you. Yeah. But if you're also married, then there's still the spousal relationship. Sure. So this question is: How do you maintain the spark in a season of young littles and not let those littles get all of your selfless love? Oh my gosh,
1: that's a great question. And it that's really, a really is. good question. And
0: Tia, we're gonna back that bat Tia, <laughs>
2: the married woman with children. Hey. <laughs> okay. So I actually do have some some practical stuff here because. My husband and I, we've been married for 14 years and um, we started our marriage with a toddler um, and then we had another baby soon after we were married. So like we jumped straight into having littles with zero time to work on our own relationship without Mm. children in the mix. So there were a few things that we did practically to kind of maintain the spark, so to speak, to be sure that we were being intentional with one another. Um, one of those was that we instituted a no children in the bed ever hmm. policy. I know that there are a lot of different views on co-sleeping, but I'm telling you that has been one of the most, um, productive decisions that we've made in our marriage. Mm-hmm. The bed is not for kids. Kids take over every other part of the house, but that space is sacred. Mm-hmm. It's a private space for you to be able to talk, for intimacy to take place, um for the things of marriage that God intended only for marriage to take place, um right, it's yeah. just sacred. And yeah. so kids, that's not where kids go. So I'm anti co-sleeping and if you disagree with me, that's cool. But that has really been super productive for my husband and I.
0: And I would say if like if someone disagrees with you, then maybe carve out another
2: space yes that is kid free okay so we have another option there Mm -hmm. so something else that we instituted when our kids were little now Mm -hmm. my kids are 12 and 16 so this is i'm I'm pulling from the archives here Yeah. yeah but another thing that we instituted was couch time so every afternoon when my husband came home from work we would take 10 minutes to sit on the couch, look each other in the eye, and talk about our day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that had to happen on the phone because he was walking into straight crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you just, you never know what you're walking into. Yeah. And sometimes there were just needs that we couldn't ignore for the kids. Yeah. Um, and so it was always different. But couch time was something that we learned. I don't even remember which book which book we learned it from, but... Um, but yeah, that was something that was super helpful. Carve mm-hmm. out that intentional time. And we, we interestingly, just reinstituted that with, in these teenage years. You know, the question was about when you have littles. But I have found that finding that private time mm-hmm. is even harder with kids who know what's going on. <laughs> totally. So cherish oh those, <laughs> you know, kind of yeah. naive toddler years and baby years when you know mm-hmm. they can't hear your conversation and understand yep. what you're saying I have found it to be more challenging here in these later years mm. um let's see what else what else did I think so
1: that is I'm so glad that you said that Tia
2: because I was thinking
1: that like so many of my friends that have kids have said those two things um you know setting space mm-hmm. for you and your spouse to have time together um, whether it's after your kids go to bed, or even just like being intentional about like, like having the set bedtime, mm-hmm. which doesn't always go as you plan, eight o'clock or yeah, whatever. But that's like, up to you, parents. But that's yeah, but like <laughs> that is up to you. And again, I'm speaking from other people's perspective, but what I what I feel like is very common is from my friends is that, you know, you set the, you set the time, you set the boundary mm-hmm. and, and it's being okay with that boundary being set. Even if your child doesn't like the boundary
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I've been like, I, I mean, I've been in the midst of it and I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's so hard, <laughs> but like, you know, there, some of my friends have been so intentional, which yeah. is saying, you know what, like this is bedtime. Yep. We're setting it they're going to bed and we're now going to have our time either for us as a couple Mm -hmm. or even to hang out with friends. Yeah. And then as they get older, like you said, there's this time where it's like, okay, Nope. We're going to set this time again Yeah, and we're going to be intentional with it. And I think that's really like, that's, a powerful thing and and not in a bad way but just being like you know what like we're setting this boundary and and we need to be okay okay with that because what comes from it is intimacy is connection between you and your spouse or with friendships which are really important for you as a couple to thrive so I just like I'm gonna like second that and I'm gonna put that in my back pocket do it for
2: when I'm married and have children (laughs) you know it's like here's the other thing too so what we did with this was this is a the Joel and Tia McNally original this is our idea I'm patenting it I love this yeah we after we put our kids to bed at 730 and no later no exceptions do not get your butt out of bed <laughs> <laughs> we had wine and cheese dates that's what we mm-hmm. called it where we would put together a cheap spread
0: wait you so you invented wine and cheese
2: oh yeah we did <laughs> Oh, Jess, but um, okay. So we would put the kids to bed. We would put together a spread of wine and cheese and charcuterie and bread and dip and whatever else. Listeners, you're seeing how we really we really get
0: on each other sometimes. I gotta call T out for trying to claim the patent
2: on wine and cheese. Wine and cheese. Listen, it's the oh wine and gosh. cheese date with Littles. No, I love oh, this. This is this, a great idea. Honestly, because it's so you know what? You have Littles early in marriage when you have no money. Yeah. You haven't progressed in your careers. You are still in a place of living on a budget. And so that's what we did. We put the kids to bed. We ate dinner at home together. We lit candles. We set the table. We sat together mm-hmm. and we enjoyed that time as if mm-hmm. we were on a date, but we were in our living room. Yeah. So that was one idea. Another budget date idea. Ikea, you guys, free child care. One hour. Oh, Go yeah, get your free so coffee. Great. Totally. Put your kids in small land. And enjoy that as a date. And treat it like a date. Go Even find you, a cozy living room. Right? Ah. Even if you can't afford to buy a single thing. Keep it clean. Just, <laughs> keep it clean. Please keep it clean and in Ikea. <laughs> Stay out of the bed section. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so those are my thoughts on how to keep the spark alive. You have That's to good. put intention behind it. Yeah. Yes, you're exhausted. But let me tell you guys, the challenges just keep coming. So yes it's a season but the new challenges come so you have to stay creative and you have to stay intentional Mm -hmm. very good pick another one all right
0: um uh, how do you know if a friendship is codependent Mm. Ooh, that's good this is a great question Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um So, I mean, my initial reaction is if you are going to that person to fill a need Mm. in your life. Yeah. Because, I mean, relationships fill need. Like, we need people. We need relationships on a healthy level. Yeah. But when it becomes like you're just lonely and that's the person you always go to because they take away your loneliness, Mm -hmm. um, then you're not meeting each other in a place of health and like mm-hmm. mutual independence where I don't where know, you can concept, support each other yeah. from a place of
2: health. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah.
0: Because this concept of like, I need you, you complete me. If you think that person completes you, there is some there's there's that's codependency.
2: Yeah, I think that there were some like serious warning signs of codependency. And to me they stick out as like guilt, mm-hmm. shame, blame. And control. Yeah. yeah. If you are seeing a, a, a pattern of these things in your relationship with anyone, yeah, whether that's a friendship, yep. a romantic relationship, <laughs> I was just gonna say that friendship yeah. or relationship, yeah, like anywhere. Yeah. this is
0: talking about a friendship, <clears throat> yeah, being codependent, yeah, yeah, and a platonic I think,
2: relationship, yeah. yeah,
0: and I think it becomes more than just a friendship, and it slips into that codependency too. When one or both parties are pouring so much Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. um, and like going so deep with and not having the bounds of that relationship. And I'm talking more in like a Mm male-female friendship Mm -hmm. where you're like pouring out your heart, but there's no security of a commitment. Yeah. And I think that can start to border on on health because you don't need... To put yourself out there to meet other people if Mm -hmm. a relationship was what you're looking for. Because you're getting all your needs met in this person who's not committing to you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That brings up something interesting for me. I'm just going to throw it out there and get the single lady's thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. I have always kind of been of the opinion, and especially as a married woman now, that male-female friendships are kind of a, a myth that there's not necessarily a healthy male-female friendship
0: mm-hmm. where there are
2: not thoughts of, of romance or intimacy on someone's part. Like, if you're single and you're super good friends with someone of the opposite sex, you're thinking, is this going to develop into something, mm-hmm. right? And so I would especially caution married people, like, I'm not going to have a friendship with a man a one-on-one a one-on-one friendship, friendship yeah. with a man outside the context of my <laughs> marriage mm-hmm. yeah and and, th- and I know that we can get super legalistic about that and that's not what I'm getting at I'm just I'm being real
1: mm-hmm.
2: that friendships between men and women are complicated and probably I'm just going to stop there they're complicated mm-hmm.
1: yeah I think I think it's good to clarify like what you did as far as marriage goes, yeah. And I think also like somebody who's single, like you know, you have to have to establish some kind of yeah. like gotta it's start true. Somewhere. You know, you have to start somewhere. I gotta and be so, friends with guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And so like I, I think it's it's a fine line because you know I don't know. It's like how do you how do you start? Like, you have to start there. Like, you have to start in friendship. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just being mindful and being able to, you know, like, I guess be aware, be mindful, and having, like, clear boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, Do I hang out just in groups? Or do I, okay, let's be honest. Like, do I just go to coffee? Okay, well, I don't know. I think sometimes that has like an underlying message of like, we're going to coffee because we're trying to see if there's anything here. Maybe we're trying to see if something's here. Yeah. But at the same time, I also think, and again, it's a fine line. I think sometimes going to coffee, there may be no motivation. And this is my perspective again. There may be no motivation other than just to connect with somebody. Sure. And... Neither in of you a have thought, in a healthy way, yeah. and neither sure. of you have thought like, "Oh, this is something I, somebody I want to be in relationship with," but more just
2: like, "Oh, like they're an, they're a great person, and I would like to connect with them more." But I'm just, and I guess what I'm saying is, I wonder if in one person or the other's mind, they're wondering if there could be something more. Maybe and you know,
1: eventually, yeah. yeah, like maybe that comes over time, or maybe that that time of coffee or whatever dinner whatever like that then sparks that sense of like oh maybe there could be more but I just I don't know I don't I don't go into every like interaction with a guy mm-hmm. thinking oh could this be the one could this mm-hmm. be the one like I, I and that's where you're healthy mm-hmm. yeah and that's why it can work to have those friendships I'm, I'm not always looking at their hand <laughs> is that a ring
2: on their finger? but <laughs> is not honest okay I'm, I'm gonna get really real here yes do okay it. girls because you're single you are of the age where you want to be married you want to be having kids mm-hmm. so yeah. let's be really honest we're headed into those geriatric pregnancy oh my years. gosh what what in is the, with the world? Come on, my really? mom was 38 when she had why me. do they call it that um Any... Okay. It's advanced maternal. Okay, so what are we getting honest with, What I'm talking about here is, seriously, if you find an attractive guy who seems to be generally nice and probably loves Jesus, seriously, you're not looking at his hand to see if he has a ring. I know I was.
1: No, I always look.
2: So... Right. Okay, yeah. so let's be that's but that saying. doesn't mean I want to be in a relationship. Right. With but him. is he a avail- no, but but that's what I'm saying about the male female relationship is that that there's always going to be that question of like could this be more.
0: And I think a true friendship could form if you both answer Either yes or no. Right. You know, either one of those. It's like as long as you're on the same page. Right. And if the answer is no and you're both honest about that and you're not crossing any physical boundaries, there's no physical aspect mm-hmm. of your relationship. Right. But you grab coffee every once in a while. Right. And you're not pouring out your deepest secrets. Right. You're just sharing stories. You're, you're, you're investing in a human. Enga- you know, right. Engaging in a Who happens to be a male. It's sure. like, in theory, I think it can work. Is it true that so often one person's on a different page yes yeah and I think that's where you have to be so honest with any relationship and right. be authentic and yes if you start to feel those things be like hey we've been friends for a while I'm wondering like, I you know I've kind of thought like we get along what do you think about it? you know like yeah. have
1: those conversations and feel the freedom to do that yeah and does that also change? Like with time and with age, like Mm -hmm. in college, in my twenties, I was like, I, I I didn't always look at a guy's hand to see if they were married or not. And I don't even feel like I necessarily do that now. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Does that change with time or experience or like perspective? I don't know. I just think like, I, I totally, I see what you're saying and I, and I, I, Agree to an extent, but I I also feel like I'm not looking at every guy with this sense of like yeah, are they you know like
2: are they the one are they could the this one someone like, I could date yeah but you
1: do you have to have a healthy perspective yeah. and you have to be aware because at the end of the day like it is somebody someone else mm-hmm. it's it's a human being that you're engaging yeah. with and and you're you know like you're being vulnerable to an extent with them and Mm -hmm. and vice versa so I think it's like their heart
2: and your heart is on the line in a sense so that's good it's it's very interesting to me and I don't know what the answer to this is like maybe we need to bring on someone who has some thoughts but why are there so many incredible single women like the two of you Jess and Michaela who are like so ready to meet a man in and be the guys there are incredible and single, men. single guys single what is men. that yeah. but the,
0: the question from the reader was how the heck do you find a guy right <laughs> how do you find these guys and don't tell me at church yeah <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah which is i i mean I, I laughed you know i felt that when right. i read it but there are amazing guys out there and like there are i've dated mm-hmm. incredible guys yes yeah they they just weren't the right one for me, and it's like, yeah. I, I don't know how you can't make it happen. Like you got to mm. put yourself out there. You can't right. be sitting at home unless you want to marry the postman. Like, oh, <laughs> it's good. I mean, because he's it's the one who comes to your door. It's true, yeah, true, <laughs> it's um, true.
1: But you never know. <laughs> you don't.
0: But one incredible resource that I want to recommend that changed my whole perspective on dating was How to Find a Date Worth Keeping by Henry Cloud. Stop
1: mm. it. I read that as well. Did you like it? <laughs> yeah. I it loved it. Good. It's like the
0: anti I kiss dating goodbye. Mm. Which I was like that okay, book messed up a whole generation it's of it. singles. And yeah. like that's my generation. And it put this pressure on people mm-hmm. of like, you have to know. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you don't know, then there's something wrong with you or they're not the right one. But um Henry Cloud's whole perspective is like, you're strangers mm-hmm. when you meet someone. Mm-hmm. Don't put that pressure. Don't you dare think about mm-hmm. marriage or put any expectations on them. Just get to know people yeah. for mm-hmm. who they are and mm-hmm. learn their stories. And yeah, you know, like. It's a numbers
1: game, also mm-hmm. he says. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Well, you know, where you you just gotta be dating. Yeah, in the book he he's he's basically like he challenges this this one girl. He's like, talk to five different, or he says something like, talk to multiple. You should always be
0: talking to five people five, at one time.
1: Five, yeah. And my they, eyes just got
2: really wide. I know. Y'all. I know. It's I know. a
1: crazy concept. It's w- crazy, but <laughs> the the whole idea behind it is like why, it's kind of like, why not? Like, why aren't you talking to more people? Yeah. And-, and being honest with all of them of like, yeah, I'm seeing other people. Mm-hmm. And not being
0: physical with any of them. Because right. yeah. that's where the lines blur. Yeah. But then as you meet them, you know, some will fade away. Yeah. And th- the theory is that eventually, like they'll all fade away yeah. except the one that's right. right. Yeah. And he said, do not, Commit, yeah, in a committed relationship until you've known them for six months. Wow, which you know, oh, I broke I'm not, that rule, I, I, and so many Big people, time. Whoa, so but, many people have. Yeah. So it's like this is not gospel, right? But this is just a new theory that made me think,
2: right, yep. right, yep. yeah. So something you said was interesting to me, and it's something I want to hit on for sure. Um, you said that that when things get physical, it blurs the lines. Hmm. You guys, I feel like we have to address the fact that the enemy is at all-out war on sexuality. Yeah. yeah. And, okay, it's getting PG-13 for a second. So if you're in the car with your kids, I need you to just, like, pause it and come back in a minute or have them put their little headphones on and watch their movie, whatever you need to do. But this is something that, um, as we've been researching curriculum for Flourish Kenya, we're realizing that the root of this is really that there is no one... On the face of the planet that hasn't been affected by the enemy's desire to steal sexuality mm-hmm. from the human race. Yeah. We are so vulnerable yeah. as a people mm-hmm. to the enemy's schemes yeah. right now. And and I know it's been like that for all time. There's nothing new under the sun, but the fact is it is incredibly difficult to maintain a right relationship to our sexuality. Mm-hmm. And intimacy in general. And so I would just anyone who has either faced any kind of abuse or um, inappropriate interaction um, sexually or maybe you you very willingly engaged Mm -hmm. in behaviors that that now you are regretful about. Yeah. or that you know didn't glorify God, or you set off those chemical reactions in your brain outside the the beautiful covenant of marriage um, through engaging in sexual activity before you were married, um, I just would encourage you to seek professional help. There are people who are trained, who can help you address past trauma if you've faced abuse, or the guilt and shame that the enemy likes to pile on mm-hmm. if you're dealing with... Um, just anything from your past that wants to get in the way of a healthy sexual relationship. Because the truth of the matter is, is that God created intimacy and sex as a beautiful model for the deep and incredibly personal relationship that he wants with us and that he wants with his church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And marriage is such a beautiful picture of what we have to look forward to in eternity. Mm -hmm. So Anyhow, I'm off the soapbox. No, you can take the headphones off your kids, or maybe not. What do you have to say? Maybe not, (laughs)
1: because I have a question for you, Tia. Yes, you are the the one out of the three of us that's married. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you tell your spouse that you want
2: more affection? Mm, That's an interesting one. You know what? I'm married to a five. Okay, on the Enneagram, and the five is called the Investigator. Okay. They are sort of known for being very like thought-oriented and mm-hmm. not so much feelings-oriented. Yeah. We sort of joke that my husband doesn't have any feelings. We saw mm-hmm. there's um there's a an Instagram account that is popular right now called the rude John, word for donkey. Donkey yeah. Enneagram. And there there was there was a meme that that said basically like, what is there's water on my face. And the other person says, those are tears. Like, (laughs) like a five can be so disconnected to their, from their emotions. They don't, Mm -hmm. they don't even recognize their own tears. Yeah. And that's my husband. And so a friend who sent this question about affection and marriage, Mm -hmm. I feel you, I feel you, but here's the thing. If you're longing for affection, the affection your spouse can give will never satisfy. Mm-hmm. You have to look for your Savior's affection. That's good. And recognize it and receive it. Mm-hmm. Which is not simple. That's something that can only be done by the work of the Holy Spirit. So yeah. just recognize that, that your spouse is not responsible for fulfilling all your needs. That's just not reality. Um, but practically a marriage... This happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've had to have very hard conversations with my husband and just say, Hey, you know that this is how I am. And I'm longing for you to show me affection. I'm longing to feel connected to you Mm -hmm. by your physical touch and your words of affirmation. Those are the things that make me feel loved by you. And so I'm just asking you from a very just a very honest place if you could be intentional about Showing me affection in those ways. And mm. then trust that that's coming from a place of honesty. It's really good. And authenticity. Mm. Because it's, it would be very easy for the enemy to convince you to then think that the only reason that they're doing that when it comes is because you ask them to. But the truth is, if you believe this person loves you and values you, that if they hear you say, I need this from you, and then they give that to you, they're giving that from a place of love and longing to mm-hmm. meet your needs. So just trust them.
0: It's hmm. good
2: stuff. So well,
0: good. we are about out of time and we got through about half of the questions. No, not even. Well, <laughs> we have so many left. There's, there's so many more. Um, but I want to say one Final thing, um, circling back to that idea of codependency, because mm. at one point I mentioned that idea of you complete me, mm. which I think is what so many people. I think that's what, when I was younger too. Like I, that's how I pictured relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean yep. that's codependency. Yep. But someone once told me that relationships are not addition, where half plus half equals whole. They're multiplication. It's yeah. good. And that's half really good. times half is a quarter. So if you go in thinking someone's complete, going to complete you, you're just going to pull from each other yep. and end up feeling less than you were without the relationship. That's
2: serious math.
0: Yeah, I'm throwing some math at you. But if you come in one and one, as two whole, complete, healthy people who are rooted in their own identities and know who they are, one times one is one. Yeah. So the two become one. Yeah. Through, so relationships are multiplication. That's
1: amazing. (laughs) Isn't that great? That
0: is amazing. Thanks, Mm -hmm. y'all. I can't claim, um, I don't remember. That was probably. You don't have the patent on math? I don't have the patent on math. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that. Wine and cheese,
1: bath, we've got it covered. We've got it covered. covered. Anything else. We have all
0: the patents. I think (laughs) that whole concept, though, was in the, the Henry Cloud
2: book. That oh. I mentioned earlier. Yeah. I, that's yeah, yeah. his thing. i mean,
1: going to Happy Love Day. No, I'm
2: just <laughs> <laughs> I have some other um, marriage resources that I definitely want to throw at you guys, which we will put in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But um, Francis and Lisa Chan's book, yes. You and Me Forever. Oh. You guys, if there's one marriage book that you ever read, let it be that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love... Um, the book Love and Respect. I was just going to say that. Yes. Because that is fundamental. (laughs) However, you know, like the longer I'm married, Mm -hmm. the more I recognize that like, yes, that's biblical and, Mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily the answer to everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. A proper view of God's sovereignty and, and an understanding of our role as cultivators of the kingdom, I think is really important to add to that concept of love and respect. Um, I'm also Mm -hmm. reading a new book right now called Emptied. So I'll let you guys know. But it's by Jonathan and Winter – I forgot their last name. It's Tony Evans' niece, Winter Pitts. Pitts is their last name. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And she died the day that that book went to the publisher. Wow. Oh, gosh. And so, yeah. And it's just – it's what I've read so far is incredible. So – be on the lookout for that. Wow. Um, and I'll add some more to the resources. Amazing. Yeah. Gosh. Thank wow. you,
1: listeners, for your contributions um, to this interview. Yes. Just sending your questions and even being vulnerable and the asking. questions that you mm-hmm. sent, like, mm-hmm. was powerful. Yeah.
2: So,
0: And we would love to incorporate more things like this to connect with you. Even mm. in our normal episodes, at the end, you know maybe answer a question mm-hmm. um if there are questions you have just in a normal week not yeah. just about relationships but about anything we yeah. talk about mm-hmm. um we are like our heart is to connect with you and interact with you we and start to get community. to know you yeah, yeah. That's good. um so so you know feel free to dm us anytime yeah. yep. slip into our dms happy love day <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would spread the word. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. You can also find Tia at Tia McNally Notes and Jess at Sprezza Foundry. Check back for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday.